The Philadelphia Phillies have won their third straight game in a row, and they finally won a series for the first time since opening weekend. So much to get into about this Colorado Rockies series and how well it's gone so far and a chance to sweep tomorrow. Let's get into it on Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, it's Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. Happy to be talking Phillies baseball with you here. Been doing it for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic with NBC Sports Philadelphia on the TV through The Fanatic. Now happy to be here with you. And what a great time. I've been saying this the last couple episodes. How fun is it to be a Phillies fan right now? The Philadelphia Phillies have won a series for the first time since opening weekend. And of course, just like I did back then, I want to thank you for making Phillies Locked on Phillies, rather, your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Wow, this is what this Phillies team was supposed to be. Let's look what they just did when they took down the Colorado Rockies 7-3 to after taking the first two games of this series. Now, lesser teams, they come out, and they've already won two, and maybe there's a chance to take a lapse, and maybe there's a chance for a split. And Colorado, who's a solid team, already 10 wins on the year, more so than more than the Phillies have right now, they've um, they've got an opportunity to steal one back and maybe even split the series. But the Phillies, they shut the door on those chances. They win the series in the first three games of this four game set, and it was just another strong performance, both from starting pitching and this offense. Ranger Suarez got the start in this one, and he went six innings pitched. He did get three earned runs, and they were uh, two in the third, one in the sixth. It happens. It wasn't his best performance ever, but it's a winning performance. He'll take the win, and even though he's had a slow start to this year, he's 2-0. I know wins are not a great stat for pitchers. I, I pitched when I played ball. I hated wins and losses, just like I think most pitchers do out there because they're not a true indicator of performance. But it's nice to see that despite his slow start, he's still 2-0 to start this season, especially having a shortened spring training himself and uh, only one walk issue. He had a little bit of issues going back to his first start of the year with control. It's looked like he's worked that out so far, but looking at what happened in this game, the real bright spot in this one was the offense of Odubo Herrera really only one hit in the game, but it was a home run in the first inning to get this one started off right. And when you score in the first inning, it puts you in great shape to put the team you're playing away early. That Odubel Herrera home run was big. And then, you know what? The Phillies scored again in the bottom of the second. The Phillies scored again in the bottom of the third. And really, you know what has to happen. And the Phillies don't do it often. They saw Ryan Feltner in this one as the opposing pitching matchup. If you're a Phillies fan, which you are, of course, a huge Phillies fan, you know that when the Phillies see these young guys, Feltner was making his third career appearance, third career start in Major League Baseball. First season up in the majors with Colorado or with any other organization for that matter. And when the Phillies see these guys, it always seems like they just happen to let the other guy show. That guy comes out and he goes like six innings, one hit, 
four or five Ks against them, and they look baffled like they're facing Cy Young. Not this time. They got to Feltner early. They got to Feltner often, and they made it a difficult day for the young pitcher and went five innings, four earned runs. He did have seven Ks, so he did absolutely get some of that strikeout work going. But he came in with ERA above 11. He got that down a little bit, obviously, but still a 7.2 ERA for him. And that's what you're supposed to do to young pitchers, especially when you have a lineup like this. Bryce Harper, three for four in this one, had a nice triple, Had um, did not have any RBIs, though. I thought he did. No, I guess I'm getting my games messed up. They score so many runs so far this series that I'm forgetting. But three hits, no RBIs in this one. He caved in his one other at bat. But he did have two runs scored. Nick Castellanos went two for three. Alec Baum went two for four. He's batting over 330. Didi Gregorius, two for three. He's batting 341 on the year. This offense is starting to wake up. And Garrett Stubbs, who caught for JT Romuto having time off, he got a two-for-four performance out of the nine-hole. That's great when you can get that out of the bottom of the order. Don't look now. Stubbs is hitting 400 to start the year. Minimal at bats, of course, but he looks like a serviceable replacement behind the dish for JT Romuto. When things are going on like this, when you were watching a team start to get rolling, you can find kind of feel it. I talked about uh, in a recent video that I put out on this YouTube channel, and uh, it's on Twitter. I don't believe I might have been a now, so it may not have been on the podcast. But it felt like you know when you boil water, when you're getting ready to make your mac and cheese or your pasta, your fettuccine, whatever you're making, whatever pasta you're cooking, your spaghetti. Um, you could see the water, the bubbles. They start on the bottom of the pot, and then they rise to the top and the water actually starts boiling. And it felt like you could see the bubbles. You could feel the hot streak was coming for the Phillies. Well, this is just another proof, uh, another game's worth of proof, that they're starting to get rolling. And look at what the bullpen did in this one. Another strong performance from the bullpen. No runs given up in three innings of work. Jose Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Juris Familia, Brad Hand, Corey Knable, all good in this one. Only a total of five hits given up by that bullpen. And they struck out four in that time. They're getting better. It's a big step for a bullpen that started off really, really rough. And hopefully in the series ender tomorrow when they get everything going, they'll continue to have that if they need to in support of Zach Wheeler. But right now, just looking at what this Phillies team is doing, they're a really good team. And Colorado, who wasn't supposed to be all that good of a team but got off to a hot start, well, now they're kind of coming back down to earth. So it could be just the Phillies are getting a team that was playing. They were kind of out over their skis a little bit as far as their record, and it's uh, reverting back to the mean for Colorado. Well, it could be the same thing for the Phillies, where they weren't playing as well as they're supposed to. And now we're reverting back closer to the mean. This is why you don't hit the panic button in the first two, three weeks of the season, because eventually water finds its level and the good teams, the teams that are talented, have talented players, were projected to be good more often than not and closer to that projection than further away from it. And the Phillies, they'd be hard pressed to be under 500 with this roster. And right now they're an under 500 team, got a chance to get back to 500 and back over it with the next series with the Mets coming up. So this just, should be a sign that they're reverting back to how good we thought they could be and thought they would be this year. And it's a great sign. So that's what we had in game number three of this series. What we'll take a look at next is why I think the Philadelphia Phillies are going to absolutely take the series ender of this one and complete the four game sweep against the Colorado Rockies tomorrow afternoon in a one o'clock start. There's a great reason why I think they're a lock to win tomorrow.
Oh, let me talk to you about something else that's great. Not just a sweep from the Phillies, but the fine everyday jewelry you can get at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile is awesome. It's the best place to find everyday affordable jewelry that looks amazing and is great quality. And it's a great time of year for it, too, because Mother's Day is coming up. Get it for your special woman in your life. If it's your wife and she's a mom, of course, she needs to be pampered and given the best or it's your mom your actual mom and she deserves it as well get her some fine jewelry some tennis bracelets some earrings stuff like that a nice necklace they've got it all a ring at blue denial and if it's that time where you need a ring they can do that too all that special jewelry that you want for that special woman in your life they're definitely the place to get it because blue nile is just the most affordable best quality place on the web that you can find this jewelry you want to give mom something she'll treasure forever for Mother's Day. You don't want to, what else are you going to get her? I don't know, a bottle of wine, something cheap like that. No, you want to get her something great that she's going to cherish for years that she wears and she looks at and she thinks, what a great son I have. Or your wife, what a great husband I have. It's just, it's the perfect gift and it comes in discreet packaging. So they're not going to know until you pop the surprise on them. That's the best part about the gift, right? Is the surprise. Well, Blue Nile, they're great with that. And you can shop stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com. And guess what? We've got a special offer for you based on Locked On. Because listeners here, you know I take care of my listeners. So what I want you to do is go to BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. Just for listening to this podcast, you're making money. You're saving money. This podcast is exclusive, though. It's only good through Mother's Day. So you want to go now and use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured and ships free. It's a great deal. So check out BlueNile.com for all of your everyday fine jewelry needs. Okay, let's break into tomorrow's matchup between the Phillies and the Colorado Rockies, the 1 p.m. game, and see if afternoon baseball is going to go well for the Phillies. I hope it does because I've got a great plan for a locked on now for you guys tomorrow. If the Phillies do indeed complete the sweep, their first of the year. And speaking of locked on now, thank you as always for making locked on Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I also want you to check out locked on now, the latest and most exciting commentary immediately following games or big breaking news around Major League Baseball. It's only on the Locked On Podcasting Network where you get this type of information and reaction. And it's only on Locked On Nows where you can find it all compiled into a nice big package to basically consume every day and see what happened around Major League Baseball. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. But of course, the only people who provide it to you are the Locked On Network and Locked On hosts like myself around Major League Baseball. So check out Locked On Now. Let's just um, skip by the wording of some of that. I, I caught myself in it, but we're going to just move past that and pretend it didn't happen and focus on the Rockies and Phillies matchup in game four of this series, because here's why I think the Philadelphia Phillies have a great chance to sweep or a lock to sweep. And it's because of one man, Zachary Wheeler. I imagine his full name Zachary, right? No one calls him Zachary. Zach Wheeler. Yeah, let's just go with Zach. Zach Wheeler toes the rubber in a closeout game. And after what he did last year, I know for a fact, even though it hasn't been the best start to the season for him, he's got that gene where when you need him to pitch big, he will pitch big. And it's a big spot for the Phillies. 
you're heading into a match with the New York Mets up there in New York. You have one more game to close out and a gettable game before you play a couple really tough NL East games up at City Field. And when you have that opportunity, well, the greats zone it. Zach Wheeler is a great. I fully believe that he's going to take advantage of the opportunity that he has tomorrow. And the other thing, the Phillies offense is hot right now. We talked about it. Seven runs in this game. Ten runs earlier in the series. Like, it, it's unbelievable. Eight runs. So let me do some quick math. Ten, 18, and seven. Eight plus seven is 15. 25 runs through the first three games of the series, if my math is correct. That's incredible. And take a look at who they get to face. They get to face Austin Gomber. I believe it's Gomber in this next game. And if that's a name you haven't heard, well, yeah, clearly we're not alone. It's not exactly Max Scherzer. It's not Justin Verlander. It's not Walker Bueller. It's not Corbin Burns. Yeah, Austin Gomber is the guy that goes for Colorado. And frankly, this pitching staff for the Rockies is part of the reason that they weren't projected to be all that competitive this year. They go out, they sign Chris Bryant. Uh, Charlie Blackman is still a dangerous bat. But Actually, two home runs in this past game, so that's a little bit annoying. But anyway, <laughs> this is the weakness of this Colorado Rockies team. That and apparently defense starting this series because they fumbled the ball all over the park. But when you get a pitcher like Austin Gomber, just like you did to Ryan Feltner in this past game, you have to take advantage of that. You have to jump on him early. And I think the Philadelphia Phillies will. So those are the two big reasons. But here's another reason why I think the Philadelphia Phillies are an absolute lock to win tomorrow. One o'clock game, Thursday afternoon. And if you know anything about the Philadelphia Phillies uniform schedules, that means we have our very first powder blue th uh, throwback Thursday performance coming tomorrow. The Phillies will don the powder blue throwback uniforms. My favorite Philadelphia sports uniform of any of the major teams here. I love it's probably my favorite sports uniform of all time is the Phillies powder blues. I love it. I have a powder blue Harper jersey. You guys have seen me wear sometimes. And man, when they wear the powder blue, I just feel like they play better. Bryce Harper's better in the powder blues. Zach Wheeler throws harder. The guys are better. Everything. And people are faster because they look quick and sleek and everything like that. So they're not going to lose a closeout game with their ace on the mound. On Throwback Thursday in the Powder Blues against a pitcher in Austin Gomber that really shouldn't be able to shut them down at all. It's not going to happen. All of that combines into one giant lock. And that's why I feel so comfortable that the Phillies are going to close things out tomorrow. So what would that mean? Well, it means they would take a four-game winning streak into a big series up in New York at City Field with the New York Mets. And even though you're going to see Max Scherzer in that one, who you hoped that you would be able to avoid, it's going to give you a great lead-in, and they're going to be the hotter of the two teams going into that one on a four-game win streak. It's just it's a gettable game. It's a series that you should sweep, and the great teams, they take care of business. The Dodgers take care of business. The, well, the Mets are very good right now. The Mets normally take care of business. The Okay, the Mets are a bad example because they collapse as much as anybody. But the teams that are consistently competing, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Rays, I'm naming a couple American League teams there, but the Dodgers, the Braves, they get a chance to finish out these series against lesser opponents, and they take care of them. That's exactly what the Phillies need to do tomorrow. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce Harper left the yard tomorrow, hit a home run. He's starting to get pretty hot at the plate, and I think he's due to go on one of those stretches where he hits like, 
six and 10 games, six and 15 games, something like that, where he starts really heating up and starts leaving the yard. So that's what I've got predicting for tomorrow. And of course, it's Wednesday. So you know what that means. We've got stepping off coming up next, where I step outside the lines of actual baseball and do a fun little side topic. You're going to love this one. And where I take this a little outside of the box, but something I want to talk about as far as uh, uh, you'll just have to see on the other side. This episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all of your latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, a big game for the Sixers tomorrow night, and this year's Major League Baseball season, which now has the Phillies starting to heat up. If you want to make some money on the Phillies, ride the hot streak. I already told you they got a lot tomorrow. Go over to BetOnline, see what the experts think, and see if they're favored. They better be favored. They're going to be favored in tomorrow's game, but you can still make some money on it. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so it's time for stepping off. And if you're not familiar with what stepping off is, in the middle of the week, sometimes you just got to take a breather. Yeah, step off the rubber, if it was. That's why I call it stepping off. You just got to pause the game for a second. You got to step outside the realm of actually talking strategy. Even though the Phillies are hot right now, and I could talk about that all day, still want to take a little bit of a break and just talk about something a little bit lighter, a little bit less stressful than worrying about are the Phillies going to complete the sweep and uh, guarantee uh, or meet my guarantee, my lock that I gave you saying they're guaranteed to win tomorrow. Let's step away from that for a second. And let's talk about something fun because tonight's game was absolutely something fun at the ballpark. It's one of my favorite traditions in all of baseball. Dollar Dog Night. I love Dollar Dog Night. It's my favorite. Me and my friends, even though now I have, I have the credential, I'm down at the park for basically every game. And still, when Dollar Dog Night comes around, I'm so excited about texting some buddies and say, hey, come down to the park. Let's grab some dogs. Let's see how many we can eat. And let me just tell you a little bit about the dollar dog tradition in my friend. We keep records and we see who eats the most dollar dogs. My friend, Nick, actually my roommate, he's just a couple floors above me right now as I record this. He is the leader in the clubhouse for us. 13 hot dogs over the course of a nine inning game. $13, 13 hot dogs. You can't get a better deal than that. But we keep track and we all go, last year, I'm trying to remember, I think we had 61 hot dogs eaten between, what was it, five of us, six of us? We averaged, yeah, like right around 10 hot dogs a man. So it would have had to have been six of us. And uh, my personal record is eight and a half dogs. I couldn't get the last one fully down, but it's so much fun. There was a point last night where the attendance was like 26,000 and the number of hot dogs sold was 37,000. So <laughs> you got 10,000, 11,000 more hot dogs being sold than people are there. Could you imagine just a building of people or a ballpark of people eating 40,000 hot dogs? Well, that's basically what happened. I don't know what the final count ended up being. I'm not totally sure, but just amazing that people can put down hot dogs at that capacity. And I love to be a part of it. It's one of my favorite ballpark traditions. And you know what we need to do? The next one coming up is May 3rd. The Philadelphia Phillies have, uh, so it's uh, yeah, just not that far away. It's April 27th. So yeah, when they come back 
from their trip. I believe it's May 3rd. Yeah, I, I think so. I'll have to check the promotions calendar. But when they do, you know, we have those little um, videos that we do subscriber counts for. When we get to 300 subscribers on the YouTube page, right around 165 right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to release a video from Inside Citizens Bank Park for me and some of my buddies try and beat the record of 13 that my buddy Nick set and see how many hot dogs we can all put down on Dollar Dog Night. And if you want to join us, if you want to go to Dollar Dog Night, you see a couple guys up at the top in the 400 level just housing some hot dogs, enjoying themselves, having themselves a good time. Feel free to come by and say what's up and everything. I look forward to that. I always look forward to seeing people at the park. I've had a couple people say hi to me in the elevator going up that work at the stadium, people around the stadium stopping me saying what's up. So it's always a pleasure. Don't ever feel like you're intruding, especially not on dollar dog night. It should be a national holiday. They should do one of these every series. And now they'll lose a bunch of money on it because people like me and my friends will show up and they'll eat them out of house and home. But it's one of my favorite traditions. And I just wanted to share with you my absolute love for dollar dog night and how special of a promotion that is. There's a lot of from fun promotions. Like tomorrow, uh, I check the calendar. It's seniors stroll the bases after the game. That's fun and all, but it's just for seniors. Dollar Dog Night is for everybody. Actually, let me share you one more funny story. Maybe you guys can let me know what you think about this one. So a couple years ago, it was pre-pandemic times. I took a girl on a date to a Phillies game, and we went uh, just to catch a game. Unbeknownst to us, though, it was Dollar Dog Night. So now... I'm in a dangerous spot because I can't not take advantage of Dollar Dog Night. It looked weird if we went to Dollar Dog Night and I was there. It was a first date with this girl. Oh, I'm not dating anymore. That's besides the point. But it was a first date. And I didn't want to not get a Dollar Dog because that would look weird. But you can't go and get – I can't eat eight hot dogs on a first date. So what is the proper number, if you're in that scenario, to eat on a first date? I ended up having – Three. I think I could have gotten away with one more, but if I, I feel like if I only get one or two hot dogs, it's like, she's going to look at me like, dude, this guy can't eat hot dogs. And if I get five or six hot dogs, she's going to be like, who is this fat guy that I'm out here with just <laughs> eating like a slob? So let me know. It was a, it was a funny moment. I had to kind of toe a line there, but let me know what you think about the proper number of hot dogs to eat when you accidentally go on a first date to a dollar dog night, a scenario that you probably won't ever be in in your life, but I found myself in. I want to know if I made the right choice or not a couple of years back when that happened to me, but that was fun. And that's just, I love dollar dog night and fun promotions like that. And especially when the Phillies win, by the way, I think they won on like the last three or four dollar dog nights. So Phillies, if you want to do it every day, they may never lose again. Just a suggestion from your friendly neighborhood, Locked On Phillies host. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Hopefully the Phillies complete the sweep tomorrow, and we'll have another fun episode for you where we break down another Phillies win. We also have a crossover coming up with Ryan Finkelstein, the host of Locked On Mets, as we preview a big early season NLE series up at City Field when the Phillies travel up to meet the Mets. That will come out tomorrow, and you can go ahead and enjoy that episode as part of our crossover episodes. It's going to be fun. should be a fun weekend. should be a fun end of the series, and hopefully the Phillies can continue their winning streak. Like, uh, let's go with seven games would be great. Take three of three from the Mets. Ooh, I would be insufferable if that happened. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Now, I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked On MLB. You just heard a crossover I did with Sully of Locked On MLB, Paul Francis Sullivan. It's awesome. He's great. You get great crossovers like that and 
encyclopedic baseball knowledge from Sully over there at Locked On MLB. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and check that out. It's definitely worth the listen, and not just because I crossed over anytime he's on. Sully is worth the listen, so go check that out. That's all I got for you today. Hopefully another Phillies win tomorrow, and I will speak to you then.